and welcome to The Northern Connection, a bookish podcast where four northern-based book lovers indulge their love of reading and all things bookish. My name's Emma, and in this episode, myself and Rebecca catch up with debut author C.E. Riley to chat about her new book, Is This Love?, which we both read and absolutely loved. Here's Rebecca and to tell you a little bit more about Catherine. Catherine Riley is a writer and director of the literary festival Prima Donna, a festival that showcases established and emerging voices that aren't heard enough in the mainstream. She lives in London and has previously published two works of non-fiction. Is This Love is her debut novel. Hi Catherine and welcome to the Northern Connection. Can you tell us a bit about your forthcoming debut novel, Is This Love? Yes, I can. Um, so is this love is um it's it's a story of a love it's a love story or it begins as a love story between two people um one one character is called jay who is this kind of capable confident party loving kind of fun person um and then jay's wife um who is this very beautiful kind of alluring slightly mysterious person um and the story begins with them it's their love story they're kind of coming together and falling for each other and setting up home and doing all the stuff that you do when you fall for somebody um, until some cracks begin to show. Um, and then the rest of the book is a kind of unraveling of what happens between them um, and who's telling the truth and a kind of toxic maelstrom <laughs> of, of, of a breakup, um, really. Um, and yeah, it's a, apparently it's a real page turner. It is a real page turner. Yeah, I ha- I really had um, Gone Girl vibes when I was reading it. I was messaging Rebecca <laughs> about how excited I was about it. It was fabulous. <laughs> um, so so you've said it's about the, it's the love story of of two people, um, Jay and and Jay's wife. Um, did you always intend for Jay's gender to be unknown in the book? Yes, I I did actually. Um, it was always it was the first thing I knew that I was going to do with the book. Um, the rest of the book came you know a bit more a bit later on a bit more organically but I I was really clear in my mind that I wanted to make the reader think about the assumptions we bring to um you know when we're looking in on a relationship what that relationship means in our mind if it's a if it's a a man and a woman together or a woman and a woman together or a man and a man and a man um so yeah it was it was always very intentional and and also quite hard to write it's quite hard to write without revealing someone's gender um and even more so i think in in languages other than english so it was a challenge um and it was it's really fun to do it was really fun to do and the response to that aspect of the book has been brilliant um uh people you know people have said it, it kind of works it makes them think i've had conversations with people that have read jay as a man um i've had conversations with, with people that have read jay as a woman i've had conversations with people that have switched jay's identity halfway through the book i myself do that i you know sometimes i'll be speaking about jay as a with female pronouns and then sometimes with male which is really odd because <laughs> i invented them and i don't really know what they look like and who they are so um yeah, it's it, yeah. It was a deliberate um, uh, kind of conceit in the book. Yeah, we found it a really interesting part of the storyline, and we wondered if there are any authors or books who inspired your decision to write the character that way. Yeah, um, I wrote a piece of the book about about exactly this um, this aspect of the book. So, so I referenced in that article um, uh, Angela Carter, who is one of the people that I. Is, as a young teenager, her writing, which is so sort of fantastical and um, 
gender fluid, for, mm. you know, to use kind of modern parlance about it. And um, it really, at the time, it kind of it oversaturated my brain. <laughs> you know, I was coming from a very kind of normal, in inverted brackets, upbringing. It really sparked loads of ideas about gender and who we are, what we look like, and all that sort of stuff. And I think that's always kind of sat in the back of my mind when I've read books and when I thought about writing my own books. Um, and I also um, pay tribute to uh, Jeanette Winston um, and her book Written on the Body, which I remember reading and being electrified by, um, because again, in that book, you don't know the, the, the gender, you assume the gender is is female because you know that Jeanette Winston wrote the book and you know who Jeanette Winston is, mm-hmm. um, but it's not made explicit. And I thought that was really interesting when I read it. And part of the reason this book has a has my initials on it rather than my full name is, a, is that I want that on, and that anonymity. I want people to come to the book with no preconceptions about who wrote it, you know, no idea uh, about me, um, and to to kind of yeah think fresh about you know what we, what we assume about people and, and what behaviours are male or female or gendered in in those ways. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was brilliant. It absolutely worked on me because I just went into it assuming that Jay was male. Right. And then there was a point where I was thinking, hang on. And then I was going back and I was looking for pronouns. And, and then, you know, then I realised that we weren't supposed to know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, hope that's, I hope it's not annoying. <laughs> no, no, no. Because, yeah. you know, just sometimes you think, oh, have I got that right? And, you know, I, I did want to make sure. But it was, it was really interesting. Like you said, I just came... With, the, with an assumption and I, it was really nice to be challenged on that and so yeah <laughs> Great. thank you um so in the book uh part of it, it it's pre- predominantly set in London uh but some of it's set in the north um do you have any personal or family connections to this part of the country yes so I I have many uh, I was born in Bury <laughs> in in northeast Manchester um and my one of my sisters now lives back up there in that particular part of Manchester another sister lives uh, in South Manchester my all of my mum and dad's families are are from Manchester so I spent a lot of time I was born there we moved away when I was little but we would go back often I spent a lot of time in in my childhood in in the car (laughs) Um, so I know that's that brought me two things it brought me closest to my grandparents because we go and see them often it also meant that I know I know the lyrics for pretty much every 80s mixtape that was ever released because <laughs> we have them in the car and and also soundtrack to Les Mis and Starlight Express <laughs> what I got from <laughs> from my northern connection um yes yeah, so my 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 nana and granddad lived in Moston and my granddad lived in um in Altrincham and my grandfather on my mum's side, actually played for Manchester United. So man, the, the club is a massive part of my family and and Manchester is a big part of, you know, who I am and, and my identity. Is there any new book that you're working on currently that you can tell us about? Yes. So I've already written my difficult difficult second album book and it was, <laughs> it was not good. So <laughs> I've put it to one side. Um, uh, and, and now I'm working on an idea about, I, I seem to have become preoccupied with toxic relationships. <clears throat> so my next book is looking at a, a toxic friendship in the context of somebody who is trying to have a baby, not with that person. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of thinking some ideas out around that. And maybe the third or fourth book will be a little bit more upbeat. <laughs> but I'm really into the <laughs> dark, twisted narratives right now. I quite like the toxic friendship rather than relationship idea. Yeah. yeah, I think it's something 
we you know we don't I mean that's not I was going to say it's always something we don't see often in books that's not true there's loads of brilliant books about toxic friendships but um it's something that I think most of us will have experienced yeah. as we're, most of us have experienced a breakup you know so it's something it's it's relatable yeah. um, and that's what I want my books to be yeah yeah and which which authors do you admire um so yeah I, I i in my other life i'm putting on a book festival in two two and a half weeks time so um i get to spend a great deal of time reading as quickly as i can which is not the best part of it but reading all the authors that are coming to prima donna um at the end of july um so at the moment i'm reading um this book travis alabanza's none of the above which is about their experience of the gender binary so i travis and i are going to be in conversation at prima donna um but I could list, I mean, every every writer that's coming to Prima Donna would qualify as a writer I admire. There's some fantastic people. Kit Duval is coming, um, Abby Morgan, who wrote The Split, um, and Suffragette and The Iron Lady. I'm really looking forward to hearing her conversation. Kathy Retzenbrink, the memoirist. Um, Juno Dawson, I love, um, for her writing and just just, just amazing. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's, there's a long list, but to see them all, you just have to go to you know primadonnafestival.com website and exactly, <laughs> check them yeah. out yeah and actually we were going to ask you about um primadonna so you're you're a co-founder and director um can you tell us how long the festival has been going about and yeah. and you know wh- why you yeah. why you decided to set it up yeah of course so we set it up in 2019 that was the first year um as a sort of because we saw a gap in the market for a festival that mixed all the best elements of a book festival and also a music festival um, and got rid of all the bad, bad elements. So they have, we have really nice toilets. We place a real <laughs> emphasis on that. <laughs> we know that's really important. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, we, we kind of platform. Uh, it's so, you know, we, we, we focus on women writers, but also writers of colour um, queer writers, working class writers, uh, disabled writers um, and make our lineup as diverse as the you know it's, it's our dream it's our dream lineup you know so the prima donnas behind the festival this um 17 of us and we thought about what we would want to see at a festival and then we simply yeah. made it happen <laughs> and um and it, we didn't know what we were doing really at all and miraculously um people really connected with it and they really liked the uh, you know they they came the first year was very quite experimental let's say um but it was such a hit and people described it as a hug in the fi- a hug in a field and, and there was a genuine sense of warmth and, sh- you know, generosity and people came away with book deals having just walked into, you know, Lisa Milton, who's a publisher at HarperCollins or um, Catherine Summerhays, who's a, an agent at Curtis Brown um, so, and just had chats and then were discovered, their talent was discovered. So um, we wanted it to be yeah we wanted that sort of reciprocity in that community um and so we we were so pleased with ourselves after the first year that we thought it'd be really easy after that but then obviously there was covid and then last year there was a pandemic as well as a pandemic but we just about got away with getting the festival and this year has been just a, a people are ready for a festival by now you know it's been a hard year for so many people in so many ways so um we're very very excited about the lineup and we're very, i'm personally very very excited about getting to the end of the month and just getting there and having a beer (laughs) yeah getting on with it (laughs) so when when what are the dates that it's running in case anyone's interested and popping along it's um yeah it starts on friday the 29th of july and it runs till the sunday um we're being sung out by betty boo 
um, a little blasphemy pass for our Sunday legend slot. So she's kind of closing out the festival. Um, and so, yeah, from fr- Friday afternoon to Sunday afternoon, we've just got ra- you know Ram Jam program of stuff for for grown ups, but also loads of stuff for kids, loads of loads of stuff for music fans, DJs. We've got a partner venue, cinema, so there's some really good films that we've selected for that as well. So lots and lots to do, lots to organise <laughs> in the meantime. But um, yeah, it, it will be good when we get there. Sounds fabulous. Yeah, yeah, you should come. It is fabulous, honestly. Yeah, it sounds it sounds brilliant. And I was looking earlier on the Instagram page at the um, the lineup, which looks amazing, and the the accommodation looks fabulous too. Yeah, well, there are still some bell tents, <laughs> and that sort of goes back to what we were saying before. Like most of our audience are women, so we know we have to get the bell tents right. We have to get the toilets right. We have to have hot showers. Um, you know, we're not silly. <laughs> we just camping you know I'm, i've never been a massive fan of camping so it has to be it has to be a pleasure not a chore i would say and finally can you recommend a book or an author with a northern connection yes so this is this is slightly torturous connection but bear with me so um <laughs> i went to lancaster university and um, so uh shout out first of all to um uh lynn pierce my professor who was there and, and the whole english department because without them I would literally be nothing. So, so um, my first degree there was was the kind of it was a really like really important time. Obviously, everybody says that about the universities, but it's where it's basically where my kind of career as a writer began. That sounds really pompous, but it's true. Um, I learned about lots of writers and different kinds of writing, and I uh, then went on to write a book about a publishing house called Virago, and one of their star authors in the nineties was a writer called Sarah Waters, who you probably heard of and um, so my 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 recommendation to an author with a northern connection is sarah because um her books like tipping the velvet and fingersmith and those books so we share we share the link with lancaster university because she did her masters there um she's actually welsh she's not northern sorry but uh that's the tenuous connection because uh, her novels i loved them when i read them when they came out and uh, and again again i think that that the kind of the, the the joy and the just romp romping storylines that she wrote have are also kind of all, all they're all fed into you know how I write what I write about who who I'm inspired by um so she would be my recommendation although I know she's not a northerner so you can disqualify her immediately if you want. <laughs> we're all huge Sarah Waters fans yeah. on the podcast are you okay her. great great he's yeah. great yeah <laughs> i haven't read all of them but i feel that i want to go back and i want to read fingersmith again and uh tipping the velvet and yeah they're just fabulous yeah 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 and fingersmith is like a, it's like a lesson in plot you know that kind of laying clues for the reader and that was it was it's so good that book it's so brilliantly written and yeah it's a it's a master class in how to kind of drag you know to tease the reader along yeah and the night watch because it's backwards i thought that was clever yeah same yeah <laughs> so catherine after prima donna have you got any um promotional events planned yes so um the timing is is pretty crazy actually i've got a festival coming out and a book coming out the following week so um 
hopefully there will be some time to sleep at some point in August. That's my plan. But anyway, I'm not going to moan because these are, you know, the realization of multiple dreams at the same time. Um, so um, I've, I have a book launch. Um, I'm lucky enough to live in a part of North London now, which has a really fantastic bookshop called Book Bar. Um, which uh, um, has very many eminent uh, writers signing there. Elif Shafak did a thing there the other day. Um, Anyway, I don't know how, but I've been shoehorned (laughs) into their schedule for my book launch, which is fantastic. So that's the week. uh, It's actually the week after the book comes out uh, for various reasons. Um, And then um, I, I don't... I've got some events that I know that are being lined up, but I don't know when they are yet, but I've got them with other brilliant writers like Karen Angelico, who shares an, an agent with me. So she's got a book called We Are, I think it's called We Are Everything. So we're going to do a talk about toxicity and <laughs> dysfunctionality and romance. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, and other than that, I, I guess it's just a watch this space. Um, and we'll see, we'll see what mm. happens. I'm not entirely sure of my schedule yet. No. <laughs> well, thank you so much Pleasure. for joining us and we're wishing you lots and lots of success with this. I'm sure it'll be brilliant because we were so both of us so excited when we were reading it and like I say messaging each other about, you know, twists and turns and whatnot. So yeah, congratulations. That's amazing. No. That's really nice to hear. Thank you. Oh brilliant. So just as a reminder, Catherine's debut novel, Is This Love, is published by Serpent's Tale on the fourth of August. And you can follow Catherine on Twitter at CERiley7. We will pop extra information in the show notes about the books we've talked about and also links to Prima Donna Festival. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at NorthernComPod and on Instagram at The Northern Connection. We'll be back very soon with a new episode. Bye for now. Thank you.